Hey everybody, this is Daniel Patrick and this is episode number 137 of the Mandolins of Beer podcast brought to you in part by my favorite website, The Mandolin Cafe. Good afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. It's May 20th right now. I'm getting ready to go see the Steep Canyon Rangers tonight in concert. Always nice to uh, meet up with Mike. Just a great player. Man, what a great live band. So looking forward to seeing them. Um, I want to thank, I've got Two brand new patrons. I want to thank Bruce Thomas and Trey Hall for being patrons. Thank you so much. There are two bonus podcasts up there, and I believe there are 70 videos and lessons. If you'd like to support the podcast for as little as $1 a month, just go to patreon.com slash mandolins and beer. And uh, there's all sorts of different levels, $1 a month, $12 a year to support it. And you can get a discount if you pay in advance, all the way up to $10 a month. And if you uh, do eight and $10, you have access to 70 different video lessons and tabs and all sorts of good stuff. So that's at Patreon. Every little bit helps. Thank you so much. And uh, if you're not a Patreon person or uh, you just want to Follow and support on Instagram. That is awesome as well. Leave a review at iTunes. All that stuff really, really helps out. So thank you all very much. Man, my guest this week, what a pleasure to talk to. Ian Corey, he is from Brazil. And what a great guy. I mean, you can feel the passion for his music in this entire interview. It was really inspiring to talk to him. And he she, uh, turned me on to a couple things there that I'd never really thought of. He also mentions a few different um, influences that he had. And if you go to mandolinsandbeer.com, uh, I've got the, the names of them listed so you can search them out as well. So uh, again, thank you so much to Ian for doing it. Thank you so much to my sponsors, Peghead Nation, by the way. Ian has a brand new course, and I think it's really important to point this out when we talk about it during the interview. The Shoro course that he teaches for Peghead Nation is taught for a normal eight-string mandolin, even though he plays a 10-string. He teaches the lessons for an eight. So if you want to go out there, you can go to Peghead Nation now and type in mandolin beer, all one word at checkout. Get your first month for free. And if Shoro's not your thing, well, they got tons of great instructors. I say the best in the biz over there at Peghead Nation. You got Sharon Gilchrist, Joe K. Walsh, Mike Compton, John Reichman, Aaron Weinstein, Marla Fibus, Chad Manning, and Ian. So go over to pegheadnation.com now. Tell them Dan Patrick sent you. Northfield Mandolins. Let's build more than a mandolin together. Check out their website at northfieldmandolins.com or download their app at mandosummit.app for lots of special performance recordings, demonstrations, and special workshops. Ear Trumpet Labs. Hand-built microphones from Portland, Oregon. Their mics are beautifully designed, have great feedback rejection for live use, and the most natural tone you'll find for acoustic instruments. Check them out at eartrumpetlabs.com today. Pavo Mandolins, dedicated to building for the impassioned player. Pavo Mandolins out of Austin, Texas. Built for the impassioned player. Have you ever thought about building a mandolin yourself? I have, and the best way to go about it is go to SiminoffBooks.com. And get yourself a copy of Roger Simonoff's The Ultimate Bluegrass Mandolin Construction Manual, now in its fourth edition. It's only $44.95, which is a great deal. And I have a copy of it right here. It's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, there's a reason why some of the best in the business have a copy of this book on their, on their shelf. It's got everything you need from beginning to end. Full-size, fold-out construction drawings, 330-plus photographs, and 150 text pages. So start building your first mandolin today. Go to SiminoffBooks.com. 
And if you don't have time to build a mandolin, and you just want to buy one that's already made, then go to Elderly.com, Elderly Instruments in Lansing, Michigan. Man, I used to go there all the time when I lived in Michigan. Any chance I got, I would head on down. Elderly Instruments is your trusted source for new, used, and vintage fretted and stringed instruments. For the experienced to beginner player, their vast selection of mandolins, guitars, banjos, ukuleles, did I mention mandolins? Includes all of the accessories and books to go with them. All instruments are inspected and set up for easy playability, and their down-to-earth and knowledgeable staff are there to help. They're in their 50th year. They're family-owned and operated. They ship worldwide, and you can visit them anytime at Elderly.com. And another great thing that they offer, call them up, 517-372-7880. They're super friendly and super helpful. Thanks so much to all my sponsors, and thank you all for listening. Let's get to this episode with Ian. I don't have any music of his to play, so let's go in with a little uh, little Mike Marshall music. Cheers, everybody. Well, it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast Ian Corey. Ian, how are you? Hey, Daniel. First, it's a pleasure to to be here talking with you in your podcast. It's an honor. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm I'm good. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm great. Good. Really good. Now, for those of you who uh, might might be detecting an accent, um, Ian's only been here in the states for about eight months now so far. So, um, and you're attending Berkeley. Yeah, that that that's right. I'm attending Berkeley. I'm doing a double major in performance and CWP. That means contemporary writing and production. Oh, cool! And we yeah. should let's like right at the top mention that you have a CD or an album, however people are calling it, coming out in August, which is really exciting. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's a it's an album that I recorded uh, last year in August with a three. Actually, it, it it begins with a trio, but after we we decided to put like some pads and and keyboard, and we became like a quartet. And the musicians are uh, Renato Galvão in drum uh, on the drums, Pedro Miranda in, on bass. Uh, it was me playing the mandolin with ten strings, and the piano player, the piano guy, uh, his name is Felipe Viegas, an amazing musician. And you're gonna launch this uh, this album in August right now, and I can't wait because there's a lot of compositions uh, uh, for me, you know, and a lot of and a lot of arrangements that we did about famous Brazilian composers it's it's beautiful it's beautiful and it's different it's a different mandolin album you know with different sounds and different effects it's a search that i'm i'm have been uh, doing like for for a while that's exciting congratulations thanks so much <laughs> yeah now is this something is it on a record label or is it something you put together yourself and are putting out yourself no it's all by myself wow this. no kidding yeah yeah <laughs> Good for yeah. you. That's great, man. How how old are you? I'm I'm 20 now. <laughs> okay, because yeah, you look super young. You got a, a super young face, but I knew you had to be uh, uh, close to 2021 just because when I was doing my research on you and videos going back a ways when you're um, real young looking and just just an incredible artist already at a young age. 
<laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. And then the other thing I want to mention before we kind of get into you is you have a brand new Peghead Nation course. Um, and, yeah. and I love Peghead Nation. Peghead Nation has been a sponsor of this podcast since like the second episode. Dan and everyone at Peghead Nation is so great. And I think it's really, really exciting. I mean, they have by far the best lineup of instructors. I mean, it's just for mandolin and every instrument, really. But for mandolin, it's like every player I love, I'm like, oh, they're here. And now you're on there, which I think is just really, really exciting. Oh, man. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be with them. You know, I talked with Scott and, and all the uh, the guys from Peghead Nation. They are amazing. They are uh, really nice people. We we talk a lot. We we discussed about this course like a, a year ago, more than a year ago actually. So oh no kidding. We, yeah, we did this like with a lot of love, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of time and research, and it was it, it's beautiful. The course is beautiful. I recorded eleven classes for now, and then I'm gonna record more more twelve, more thirteen classes when I'm back in Brazil. And and that's it. I'm gonna teach a lot of short of Brazilian music, you know. And all the courses for uh, mandolin with eight strings. Yes, I think that's very important for people to know that that even though you play a ten string, all the songs are taught for eight strings. So if you're if you were on the fence of signing up because you don't have a ten string mandolin, you're all right. It's all taught for uh, for for eight string mandolin. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think I recorded like two or three classes with the 10 string mandolin with an arrangement for them, but also for the eight strings, you know, I recorded with 10 strings and I do a lot of chords, the chord melodies, you know, the technique that I use to play. But also I, I, I did like uh, the arrangement for the eight strings where everybody can play and have. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. And I watched um, I watched a few of the courses this week, and they're really, really great. You're a great teacher. Um, oh, I, and I, the enthusiasm I really, really love when you're playing. I mean, you can see that you just absolutely love this music. Yeah, of course, man. It's the, the music that I have been playing for more than 14 years, you know, so. It's, yeah, wow. Life. <laughs> <laughs> so how in the heck did you, how in the heck did you start playing music? Man, I, I was like seven years old, and everybody in my school, like, were my friends, like, were starting to, to create a, a band. And I, I came to my father and said, "I wanna, I wanna learn an instrument." And then he said, "Okay, okay what, what do you wanna learn?" And I said, "Guitar, electric guitar." You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> usually it's the first instrument that everybody wanna wants like to to start. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, but I think it's it's too big for you. Do you wanna try another one?" And I said, okay, let, let me try the drum. And he said, no, no, it's going to be too much, too much loud. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I said, all right, so what, what should I play, you know? And, and he said, try cavaquinho. So cavaquinho is like a Brazilian ukulele, you know? So I, start, I started with this, this instrument and I played like for six months. And then I went to a show uh, from a guy called Armandinho Macedo. He's an amazing mandolin player.
when I, I, I and when we 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 went to the show. <laughs> Sorry about my English. Oh, um, no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I was like sleeping in the table because it was really late. It was like <laughs> 11 p.m. You oh, know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Holy cow. And I was like seven. So when he started playing the mandolin and he entered like in the, the stage, play all the open strings to, to check the sound. I remember like waking up like at the time he, he did that and he said, oh, my God, I want to play this instrument. For, for I said this to my, to my father, you know, so. And then like, I, I, I talked with him like in the backstage when they, like, when they did a break. And I, I talked with him and I said, Armandinho, I love it, the mandolin. The only problem is that I play Cavaquinho. What should I do? And he said, buy a mandolin and start studying in the Brazilian Shoto Club. Uh, Brasilia uh, Shoto Club, yeah. So I did that and I started playing. And since that day, uh, that I entered in the Brazilian club of Choro. Uh, I never st stopped playing mandolin, you know, since that day. Wow, so, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and then I finished my studies in Club do Choro and also in the, the Brazilian school of music. I finished all the things there. And then I came to Berkeley when I was applying for here. I passed in first place in Brazil and I earned like a scholarship. And then I said, oh my God. I should go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So was he playing a ten string? Yeah, he was playing a ten string, but I start I started with the eight strings. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, cool. Was that tough starting with an eight string on a on a music? Is is a lot of it the ten string that was that was put out or that's really popular in your home? Oh no, actually the the, the traditional mandolin Brazil it's the strings, even for Shoto. The ten string just have like twenty years of like existence. The the, the technique is is a really like brand new instrument. Whoa! I did not know that. Yeah, and shoro it's all played by by like mandolins with eight strings. You know, Jacob uh, do bandolin. That it was a guy like one of the most important mandolins at all at all like times. He he invented the technique how to play shoro, all the ornaments, how to to play, you know, how to do all the things. And he studied a lot. He was an amazing musician, and he was an eight-string mandolin player. And even nowadays, like the mandolinists there, they play eight strings, you know, when when they are just shoro players. When you want to play another stuff, another styles, everybody takes the the ten string because you can also play all the things. Uh, that eight strings can play and more things, you know, and can do better harmony, can do the polyphonic mandolin, you know. It's it's, it's much more fun, in my opinion. <laughs> oh man, I um I am I, ever since Mike Marshall and um I don't want to say Hamilton's last name improperly. Uh, if it's is it De Holanda, is that how you say it? Yeah, Hamilton de Holanda. Yeah. yeah.
since I um I got that album, I was I've been in love with everything that he's put out, and he's got some really great stuff out there online where you can download like all these things that he's written. You can get the 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 transcriptions and the albums and and he's done so much and just finding like the 10 string you gave me the name of a company though rosini rosini yeah yeah he has a he has a serial uh mandolin there um and and you can buy it i don't i'm i'm not sure if they have like in us they're set here but 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 i think they are you know if you if you like go to the website and try to find it you, you maybe you, you can find a mandolin there and ever since then I've, I've heard hamilton just i was in love with the uh the bottom end that that the 10 string allows you to have and it just adds like that walking rhythm and yeah. uh, all the amazing things you could really do if you had it i'm sure it would just frustrate me at first of course but <laughs> i would love to uh i'd love to have a crack at it man it's amazing the low c makes all the difference you know uh, and Hamilton was the guy who developed the skills, uh, like with the ten strings, you know. And he was the guy who who, who came to me and said, "Ian, why you don't change for uh, the mandolin ten strings?" You know, when we we met like two or three years after I I started playing, we met in a show. He invited me to play with him in Brasilia, that is my my city in Brazil, and. He said, "Why not the ten string mandolin? <laughs> it's more <laughs> fun." And I said, "If if he said that, I, I should I should got get one." <laughs> yeah, wow, that's so neat. Yeah, man, it's it's beautiful the instrument. And also, Amajuma said that it was the guy who who put me in the mandolin <laughs> <laughs> side <laughs> of music. He he also put Hamilton's as well, and he showed it uh, to Hamilton. The mandolin with ten strings, but it was Hamilton that developed all the technique, and that we play nowadays. You know. Wow! So, yeah, and he is just an incredible player. Oh my God, he's amazing! He's amazing. Both both of them are amazing, and, and Hamilton as well. Oh my God, I I love that guy playing. It's it's a it's a it's a big it's a big friend of mine and a big instrumentalist, a big guy. Oh my God, he's he's the best. <laughs> That's so great. It's so cool to uh. To, to see the way that people in different countries, you know, play similar instruments. I mean, you know, it's, I think it's great that that it seems to be really admired there where you come from in Brazil. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's the best thing ever, right? Like, yeah, we have like almost the same instrument, but we play differently with different techniques. And when we like just uh, put both together, sounds incredible you can do like amazing amazing things you can like uh absorb the, the techniques from both you know i'm, I'm learning a lot about the, the, the american mandolin nowadays like in the past like eight eight months that i'm living here oh, I'm I learning, <laughs> you know, it's beautiful i love i love your music it's, it's amazing amazing so was it when you switched over, what what age were you when you switched over from the uh, eight string to the ten string? If I'm not mistaken, is when I was like ten or oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, that's so cool. Oh yeah. my gosh, I thought you were gonna say I don't know, fifteen, sixteen, like ten. <laughs> that's <great. laughs> yeah, that's ten great. strings with ten years old. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. 
So at that point, was it like a big learning curve or were you, I mean, at 10, you're still like the, the ab- ability to absorb things is still pretty, you know, great. I mean, you're you're not as distracted necessarily as, as when you get older and start to work on stuff. What was it like to transition to that? Um, the transition when I when I like changed the instrument, it took like a little bit different. Uh, like in the first months, you know, like to 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 deal with the new string, you know, with a, a bigger neck, a bigger instrument, and it was a little bit hard for me because my hand was like so small at that time. You know? <laughs> sure. Nowadays, it's one of the biggest hands I have ever. <laughs> in the world so, so everybody asked me like, why are you play mandolin like you should be a pianist or something like that you know? yeah. <laughs> but it was hard like in the first month but then it was just paradise you know i started learning more harmony understanding understanding better especially in versions and mandolin we do a lot of like inversion cor- chords you know so so when i i took the the mandolin with 10 strings i i started doing the bass you know like so i could do like a C major with the bass on C or D minor or D major, you know, always putting the, the bass. So it sounded totally different. And it's starting like putting together the harmony and the melody at the same time and the rhythm and all these things like as a solo mandolin. When I, I started like studying this thing, my life changed, you know, like I, I started to, to understand music in a different way. Like I started to to pay attention more in the other instruments that I was playing, you know, uh, at first I was just like, like worried about myself, about like my music, about playing and improvising and soloing. And after the, the changing of my, the instruments, you know, everything opened, like changed and opened my mind. And I said, Oh my God. So, um, we need to play everybody together. You know, <laughs> this I was like 11, 12, I just, I started like to to understand better these things and study all the scales, the arpeggios, and, you know, like do a lot of the ex- exercise, training the the chords and, and all these things. And actually, it's one of my plans is to make a, a book, you know, like about about the mandolin of tennis strings, about all my uh, my studies, my research that I have been doing like for all these years. And do like a chord dictionary. Oh, this yeah. thing that we don't have. We don't have this in Brazil yet. Oh, no kidding. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's so a I'm, great I'm, idea. I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely are in the right place for uh, <laughs> for any advice you would need at Berkeley there for anything like that. There's been some pretty great, great um, people who put out some awesome books from Berkeley there. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah a lot of amazing people, amazing teachers there. The, they launch a lot of brilliant books there. How many hours a day were you playing when you were, uh, when you were, I mean, I mean, you're still really diving into it. So you're probably still practicing a lot, but e- even at that young age, how many hours were you, do you think you were practicing a day working on that stuff? When, when it was like, when I turned like 10 through 12, that this time that I changed for the mandolin 10 strings, I usually practice like, four to six hours a day because I had the school at the same time. So I couldn't study that all the day long because I had to, to study other, other things, you know? Yeah. But uh, usually I, I, I failed this instrument like all the day. And after I finished this school and I had like two years waiting for, for a, entering Berkeley, 
I, I was studying like 12 hours and 10 hours, you know, Whoa. this, this wow. crazy thing. Nowadays, like I, I study music like more than 12 hours a day, but I, I can't study mandolin 12 hours anymore because, because it's a lot of, you know, uh, it's a lot of classes. I, I, I'm, I'm doing like 10, 10, 16 credits, like 10 different classes. So it's a so it's a lot of stuff, a lot of things, and especially the production things that, that I'm that I'm doing now. So when you did you have a structure when you were doing like 12, 12 hours a day? Like did you start with one thing and and kind of follow a pattern every day, or did you just kind of pick it up and see where it took you? At the beginning, the thing that I, I was doing, like it was just learning music like learning new new songs every day like every week every day i couldn't because like shoro they're not that that easy to learn like every day yeah no shoro. kidding man <laughs> <laughs> so every week uh i i had a teacher and he said every week you should like bring a new a new tune a new shoro so i i did that like for my whole life and listening all the recordings and learning how the guys like play how they interpret uh, how they they comp, you know. So when I came to Berkeley, like after like ten years, I I had like more than three hundred, three hundred fifty shows, like by 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 my by my mind. I can oh play. Oh my it. goodness! <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me any show now, I can like that. If I know I'm, if I have I study my whole life, I can play right now. You know. So, That's amazing. Yeah, it was it was my school, you know, like learning by ear. In Brazil, usually we learn by ear. We we don't learn the the the, the theory, you know. Oh no, kidding! It, yeah, usually we when we learn the theory is just like after ten years of of the instrument, uh, playing the instrument, you know, and every everything is by ear. And it's different from here. This was something um, different for me, you know, because when I when I arrived here. Everybody asked me to to read like scores and all the things, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know how to read these things." You know, like when I came for the first time when I was like fourteen years old. Yeah, I, I came like to a summer program at Berkeley, so I couldn't like read anything. <laughs> 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 but but nowadays I'm reading like my 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 first first sight reading. It's it's good. And uh, yeah, now I know all the theory. I study a lot of these things, like like a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. What, <laughs> what age were you when you decided, like, you're like, oh, I'm I'm going to be a musician. Like, this is what I'm going to do. It was after I I came to Berkeley in when I was like 14 years old, and I don't know exactly the the year right now, but when I came here for the first time, it was the same year I met Joe for the first time. Joe Walsh, that is. He's a big friend of mine, and oh, I love a, Joe. My teacher, yeah, he is the best. I, I love him too. And and that time that I came here, it was like when I when I when I when I I, I just said to myself, you know, like I, I want to be a musician. No, I want to learn theory. I want to learn how to improvise. Well, I want to learn how to to compose, how to to create like these polyphonic things. I want to like search and study these things like every day, my whole life. That that was that was like the time, you know. It was a shock for me, like come, coming to Berkeley for the first time and playing with, like having like this opportunity, you know, this experience to play with players from uh, uh, all around the world, you know. So it was. Amazing. 
Were there other styles of music? Was there ever like, you know, like a phase where you were learning different songs and playing them, though, uh, maybe in the short, I guess not short style, but on mandolin, like, you know, were there like rock bands or anything that you were listening to since you wanted to play electric guitar initially? You know, I didn't know if there was like a, any other influences in there that uh, that would sneak into your playing, maybe. Oh, of course. I, I like you're asking like about music, all the musicians that I that I like. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so I love like uh, a lot of like Brazilian musicians. You know, like Milton Nascimento, Chico Buarque, Gilberto Gil, um, Toninho Horta. You know, all the all the cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, I listen a lot. Pat Metheny is one of my favorite like musicians. Also. I listen a lot, like Joe Contrain, you know, all, all these guys. Uh, I love Michael Jackson as well. Oh, me too, man. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> Jackson Five, all the, the, that time. Uh, I was I was listening a lot of the uh, a lot of bluegrass, you know, uh, Mike Marshall, uh, Chris Tilly. So all these guys, oh, I I have been listening, listening, and another uh, and out more a lot of more musicians but i'm not remembering the name right sure, now sure sure yeah. so, but i'm, I'm I, I always try to listen a new album each week you know like listen a lot of times understand like with a uh, production year you know like oh i love this timber the sound of the the hi-hat i love the sound of this this bass you know who is playing this thing I, I I try to to listen the arrangement, how they they're doing the arrangement, you know. I, I try to see the the panning, you know. I have a like my my speakers here, so I try to see everything, like everything that is happening there, you know. Then and even the reverb, man, I try to <laughs> to catch. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, that's great, especially if your production's a thing that you're looking to. It's it's really interesting. I think sometimes, like when you listen to something with that ear as opposed to just listening to it for licks or different things like that you'd be surprised the different mm -hmm. things that are going on that's why i'm a big uh headphone fan i think people should listen to <laughs> albums as much as possible with with uh you know some sort of earbuds or headphones or something because it just really opens up a whole nother world and you kind of see you know that um making an album is is a multiple art forms it's the songs but then it's also the presentation in which the people sit in a studio after it's recorded and but this needs to be here this should be here you know and it puts this big yeah. like you said like a picture together it's i love that they do this with a lot of like you know like a lot of care <laughs> yeah yeah you know, it's important like to to have like i prefer to 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 hear in the speakers you know because i don't know i just like I, i'm just getting used to like i started like studying these things with these speakers so but the headphones is also amazing if you have a, a good pairs of headphones or you know uh years all these things they're so important yeah but also i i listen you know like how they improvise what scales they're using the harmony without like i try to learn the harmony by ear without taking the mandolin hands you know yeah, yeah, the bass, like all these things, I try to hear. I try to 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 hear like all the the cadences, you know. Like no, now I think he's like in the sixth minor. Now he he has like a 
now like he, I think he's doing like a four minor or all these things, you know. So I try to to hear everything. So I listen to the album like ten times in a week. So I try <laughs> really to understand like what is happening. I was listening this day. Um, I forget his name. He's amazing. He's an amazing piano player. Uh, I forgot right now. I forgot, but it, it was like an amazing. Oh man, text me after we get done talking. Text me if you remember. I would love to. Uh, I'll dump it in here, and so I know who it is. Oh, I remember Brad Meddow. Yeah, amazing. Oh, oh my god. Oh my gosh. Market. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's and great. The sound of the drums, the bass. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. Also, Pat Martini, man, I love like Pat Martino as well. All these guys, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I have been listening these guys. <laughs> Do you have any suggestions? You know, since you've spent a majority of your learning by ear, mm-hmm. um, any suggestions for people who may struggle with that? I know a lot of times, you know, people will go to like bluegrass jams or they feel intimidated to go to jams, necess- maybe because they feel like they don't know the songs or they aren't able to maybe pick them up right away and get the melodies. Do you have any advice for anybody who? you know, or how it helped you to learn by mm-hmm. ear? Yeah, nowadays there's a lot of like, uh, res- a lot of like things that you can use, a lot of uh, apps that you can like slow down the music, you know, and hear or even like change the the, the pitch, you know. So usually uh, if you, if you, if you can like buy one of these, I think uh, Amazing Slow Downer is one of them that is really good. And the other one, I think Joe's used this one. I'm not remembering the name. Uh, I think it's transcribed the name, you know. So this is really good because you can like, like put the sound, the song like really slow, you know, and try to learn like note by note. And and this like this can is gonna help you like to to start like educating your ear, you know. And but but the, the the most important thing is trying. Like the first month, the first like I've, actually the first six months is gonna be really hard, you know, because it was hard for me as well. But if you keep trying and trying to understand what you're doing, you know, the harmony that that is happening there, and trying to to learn the theory, even if it's like just for a little. It's going to open your mind, you know, it's going to be, it's going to make all the difference in your life trying to do this, you know, and that, that's why, that's how I, I learned, you know, playing with the best because everything is there. Everything you, you need to learn is in the recordings with the, the, the best guys playing, you know, if you learn, like, if you put like a Jacob du Bandolin CD or album and put there and try to learn all the things he's doing. It's almost impossible because he's like, like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Trying to to understand, you know, like to to really absorb like your internal hard drive. <laughs> you know, um, that's the thing that is most important. And then you, after you absorb all these things, you're gonna do it by yourself without like thinking. I I don't think anymore like how to to inter- 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 interpret all my my songs. You know. And, you know, I think even 
I know people probably get frustrated if you're you're working on something, you know, maybe you're trying to learn a Thiele thing or a Sam Bush thing or Bill Monroe or whatever it is you're mm-hmm. working on. Even if even if you can't learn it exactly, getting close is better than not working on it at all. And that's how some people develop their style. You know what I mean? Like you don't sure. have to, you don't have to play it exactly like that. I mean, just get the idea. It's so you can play it and then put your put your spin on it and and keep working on it you know at least you're learning at that point oh yeah of course of course listening it's really important as well but this exercise to learn exactly like the player it's good to understand what he was doing and then you you do your your version you know i learned a lot about that like doing this with jacob lupesi uh, hamilton armandinho all those guys, like I, I try to, and even even other instruments too, you know, like sax, um, guitar, you know, all this, all this, these instruments, trying to to play exactly how they're playing, or near, because like when you're playing like these brass instruments, it's really hard to do the same thing. But if you get the idea, like the the way he, like the the, the musician wants to express. It's a really important thing, you know, it's going to make a lot of difference. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with a mandolin, you're kind of limited by scale. I mean, you've got that that uh, C string, which is definitely helpful. But, you know, I, I was just working on something today where it went to uh, a lower F sharp <laughs> than what I had. I'm like, oh, I got to rearrange all this <laughs> so, I can, oh, yeah. so I can play the <laughs> octave higher now. I'm like nuts. <laughs> that's know? true. That's true. When I'm when I'm transcribing from other instruments. I'm I'm always like using the C string, you know, like for PAs for sax players and all these things. I'm always using the C string. <laughs> yeah. What kind of a what? Well, let's talk a little bit about gear because it's, it's it, I find it uh, really really cool. It looks like you you may have just watching videos. You may have two main instruments. I mean, you might even have more, but um, it looked like one had your name in the headstock of the mandolin. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, what what is that one? So this one it's a mandolin from Bahia. That is a that is a, a city from Brazil. Uh, from Brazil, you know. And the name of the guy who builds is Pedro Santos. He's amazing. He's from Sabará, Bahia, right? And and it's an amazing instrument. It's an amazing instrument. It's from Luthier. I have the, this was my first mandolin. I have, I have this instrument since 2013. Before that, I, I was using another mandolin of 10 strings, but it wasn't mine. This was the first one. And the second one is one of the best mandolin I have ever played in my life. That is from Tessio. This guy is from Rio de Janeiro. He's an amazing luthier. Uh, he's, the mandolin that he, he builds is, is amazing as well. You you can get like an an amazing instrument from them from both both of them you know. Uh, and now I'm gonna get another mandolin. It's a, like an electric mandolin. Yeah, it's for playing like in big shows with a lot of like instruments, brass, and all these things. Because sometimes mandolin could 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 be small, you know, like <laughs> sure, you know, like when you're playing with the with a lot of instruments in a big stage stage. So this instrument is is just for that. I'm, I'm gonna receive the the guy who built this one is Elifa Santana. 
Uh, I think he's from Recife, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but he, I, I don't remember exactly the, the, the place. But this one, I, I don't have in my hands. Like right now, he's, he's coming. So this is my, my next mandolin. Oh, that's exciting, man. <laughs> in the videos. <laughs> oh, cool. Are you, um, is it going to be a 10 string or will it be single strings as opposed to double courses? No, it's going to be double, double strings, 10 strings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's, it's beautiful, man. Mandolin is, is, a, is an amazing instrument. It's, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and it's really hard to play this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like to play well this thing and like make it to sound good in this instrument. We 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 say a lot of jokes that is like taking milk from a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. How do you work on um? How do you work on your tone? Oh, a lot of things like can can change your tone, you know, like the strings, the pick, the way like the 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 way like you play, like with the pick, you know, the angle, all these things like can change your your tone. But I'm 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 always like trying to I'm always changing, you know, developing, and I change a lot when I'm playing. I don't have just one type, you know, uh, of of when I'm picking, you know, or the angle, I always change. I always try to to mix because it's almost like when someone is playing saxophone, you know, they they don't play like in one way with their their mouth, you know. They do a lot of a lot of different sounds, different like ways to to have different uh, different yeah different sounds. That's the thing. And for mentally, it's the same for me. You know, I'm always trying to to change the way I'm. I'm, I'm picking or trying to add something new. You know, when I'm playing fast, I use that technique. When I'm playing slowly, is is another technique. When I'm comping, when I'm doing the solo thing, so I'm I'm developing all these things. You know, I want to put all all of these things in the book that I'm gonna write in the future. Yeah, that's really exciting. Uh, I just love, I I love your passion for the instrument, and I think I think Shoro is a really passionate. Uh, music style as well like even the fast songs um mm -hmm. you know like not you know all songs you have your slow pretty songs they have heart and whatever but even the fast songs just have some sort of soul to them that you just can't really put into words you just have to listen to it and it's you know even if it's burning along at you know 160 beats per minute <laughs> there's some feel there still yeah i agree with you also the, the name shoro né? uh this the shoro names it means in, in English cry, you know. Oh wow! Yeah, because uh, like when the the, the shoro players like they play in the beginning, you know, people usually cry, you know, like to be emotional. So, so that's why it's called shoro. That means cry, you know. Oh, that's that's awesome! I did not know that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, and shoro is a. It was like the first genuine genre from Brazil, you know. So the first genuine genre, like that we we create was was choro you know like it was the junction uh, between the uh, african lundu that is like a, a dance you know and a, a drum pattern a drum kind of like a style and the european music you know with like the classical things and all the they seem that they 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 bring to brazil when they were colonizing you know 
So this this mixture, you know, like uh, they created Choro. That's why it's the melodies are so complex and and also the harmony, but has a lot of swing, you know, a lot of like groove. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the hardest part I think about it is like some of those songs you listen to them and. You, you know, they're they're fast but you can't just play them fast <laughs> you, you gotta it's like you gotta learn the feel and the speed <laughs> it's they're yeah, tough man yeah. it's really cool sure sure is nice man it's a it's a it's a challenge you know but it's also a really good study for for a technique you're gonna learn too much too many things too many things <laughs> too many you're gonna learn a lot of things for real, like about harmony and show has a lot of like, uh, arpeggios. So the melodies there, you're going to like, uh, absorb, you know, while using arpeggios and scales is like incredible. It's incredible how you can, if, if you like s stop and analyze like the harmony and the, the melodies, all this, all these things, you're going to see like, it's almost perfect, you know, and the, the, the the notes and how the changes like when the chord changes like the melodies like it's beautiful you know you're gonna learn a lot about like changing harmony changing patterns and, and rhythm and all these things you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of uh uh it's a lot of studies you know there's a lot of study and you're gonna learn a lot <laughs> that's yeah, I mean, it's 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 a complex style of music. I mean, it's just as complex as some crazy jazz stuff that, you know, like people spend lifetimes, <laughs> you know. I mean, I guess any music is 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 as complex as you want to make it. I mean, you know, even bluegrass, you know, people might be like, oh, oh it seems it's three chords. Well, sit down and really dig in. <laughs> it, you can, it's, it's harder than you think, you know, and... and uh, of course it's not and nothing is easy you know yeah playing instrument is not easy like in, no and then usually yeah. the minute you say that uh you're probably not very good <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> actually you're gonna die in like knowing anything you know i'm studying man, like 12 hours a day and every day i wake up and i said like oh my god man, i don't know anything like about music <laughs> i should i should work on this on this on this on this i should learn this this style this this genre you know like oh my god it's it's that's the, the, the best thing ever you know that's why we love music like it's always a challenge every day is a, is a challenge when when we we take the instrument and play you know it's it's beautiful that's the most beautiful thing what um what type of pick do you use do you use a thick pick a thin pick uh, I use like a, a Dunlop, the yellow ones is a zero dot seven seventy three millimeters. Oh wow, that's a that's a pretty thin pick. It is a thing, yeah, yeah. For 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 the mandolin, the American mandolin, yeah, I agree with you. Usually use like one dot five, two, yeah, right? Yeah, like double the thickness. A lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one like the yellow one that that use that I use is I think the the tone is like. A little bit brighter, but also it's not like that high, you know. It doesn't have a, that sound of peak like tick, 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 that we usually listen the old shorter recordings. Uh, so I, I love this pick. I'm, I have been using this pick like for more than ten years. So, and I I, I try. I play with other picks also. I try. I'm have I have, I'm trying 
and other ones, but but this one is the sound I, I love it. Yeah, that's great. Do you go through a lot of them? Like, do you tear those picks up playing, or do does one pick last you a while? Mm, like, if I if I bring all the other types of picks, or no, just like for that pick, like, do you wear it out because they're they're the the, the with the ones with the uh, turtle on it. Is that, do they have like a turtle on the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the tortex, tortex. Yeah, tor- yeah. Do you um like does one of those picks? I mean, they're they're not very expensive, which is great. But like, how long does one pick last you? Like, does it wear out a cup? Do you have oh, to one go- week. Oh, okay. One oh, week. wow. No kidding. Really? Yeah, or even less. Like, if I'm doing a lot of like a lot of uh, shows with harmony, and I have to do like fast things, it goes away really fast. But I I like the pick. I don't like it like when it is new, you know. I like when I play like for three to four hours, and then the there's like a an, an angle that is perfect. The sound gets like perfect. Yeah, that's why I was wondering if it was like, um, you know, if it lasted you like a month, or if it was like one of those things where it was like, you know, everybody loves when something wears in and it gets that feel, and you're like, okay, cool, it's broken in now. So that's not bad though. A week, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that's because I'm I'm studying a lot, you know. But usually, if I if, I, if I'm doing like I'm not studying that much, I can be like two weeks, you know. Like it's not much. And also, after a while, like the the pictures, like just lose all the the shape, you know. So <laughs> sure, sure. Not that that much good. <laughs> do you um when you play live? Do you plug in or do you mic it? I always plug in. I always plug in. Oh, no kidding. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I I have a an amazing pickup. It's from it's a from a Luthier as well. He's from Sao Paulo. I have been using his pickups like since the first mandolin that I that I that I bought. His name is uh Ricardo Cortez. Uh I use the model Gold Pro Extreme Base 2. So it's this one for me is one of the best I have ever used it like my whole life. But sometimes I have a DPA as well, uh, the G forty nine nine. Sometimes I use it like, but it's just when it's like something more uh, like a theater or something like that, you know. Because usually when I'm playing like live in a bar or in a, in a show that that has a lot of like speakers, you know. Usually, it didn't work. I can't get much, many volume because it starts to, to, to do like, like yeah, feedback, yeah. <laughs> feedback, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so usually, what what I what I do is, I plug and I put the 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 DPA. So I put the 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 pickup like for just for me, like in the stage, and I put the the microphone like for everybody in the PA, you know. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah. Yeah, usually I mix and I, I have a pre, a preamp. That is a the Grace Felix. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a great I, one, I'm man. Using one. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I love this amp, and I can mix both. You know, I can blend them. So it's an amazing uh, idea. It's an amazing thing that I'm that I'm have been using. What is that? Um, on the one I meant to ask you when we were talking about your mandolins, but the one has a really cool pick guard on it. What is that? Uh. A uh, pick card. What is it? Is, is it a picture of something? It, I couldn't tell exactly from the videos. 
Oh, that is from uh, an artist from Brasilia. That is my city. Uh, it's, it was one of the most important uh, artists, like from from the city. You know, my city is like sixty four years old. It's really new. You know, it's, it, it's, it was the last city created in my in Brazil. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So I, I just when I I just decided to put in my mandolin. Like um, because I'm, I play all around the world, you know. Like so, I said no. I, I want to keep my city with me and and all the all the all my 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 roots, you know. Yeah, and and I I have like a like a, a partnership with the the with the the guys who because because the guy who 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 made all the 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 drawings and other things. They died, but they have like a, a museum, you know. They they keep like selling all the the, the things, the arts, and I have I have the permission to use. So it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Was there any big culture shocks like living here for eight months now? Is there anything that is just like like been a big surprise as far as culture goes from from home to the states? Mm. There's a lot of like, yeah, of course that there's a lot of like differences, you know, especially the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so cold, man. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> but also the, the culture as well, you know, uh, some, there's some different things, you know, that, that is different from Brazil, but it's, it's beautiful as, because I can, I can just learn you new things, you know, a new language. I'm, I'm learning how to speak better in English. How to how to understand the culture. How you deal with shows. How you deal like with like uh, friends and all these things. I'm I'm just like getting used it, you know, and learning a lot. It's a little bit different, but it's beautiful as well. It's 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 just something that adds a lot for me, you know. Are you going to be doing shows for your new album when it comes out in August in the states? No, in in August I'm gonna go to Brazil like for for two weeks just to launch there. But then I, I plan to to come back to US, you know, and and launch here the the CD. I don't know if if it's gonna be possible this year, but of course next next year is gonna be possible. Man, I'm really really looking forward to hearing this album. Yeah, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna send you. <laughs> oh, please do. Well, I got just a couple more questions for you here. This has been a really sure. good time talking with you. I can, I, I just, I, I can just feel the passion of your love of music in this conversation. Uh, I, that's, this is great. I'm so glad we connected. Me too. I'm, I'm loving. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, um, the the first question I ask everybody is if you just had ten minutes to work on something today. Um, and again, it's because like, well, well, some people have time to practice 12 hours, you know, um, a lot of people play just for fun and they only have a few minutes to play every day. What's something that you would recommend something that they could do each day if they worked just a little bit to get better? All right. This is really hard to to say, you know, because it depends on what you want to, you want to learn, you know, what things you want to. You want to like improve? Yep. But if, if it were you, if it were you, oh, if it, if it was me, okay. Uh, I would like ten minutes. I would uh, study study some some 
some some scales or play some music some songs you know and try to improvise on top of them uh, yeah i think i think playing thing it's the thing that i'm doing the most you know playing some songs and, and try to improve like the way i'm i'm picking the the way the, the fingers that i'm using you know and try to improvise on top of, of the, the the melody try to to visualize the harmony that is happening there you know i really that's love a, that that was a really good that's something i'm going to start working on a little bit more actually is just uh i never really thought of that way of listening to something and just trying to hear the harmony without having the instrument uh in your hand i think that's a really cool idea it is really important and it's, it's really good like for 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 having a, a better year you know and especially when you are playing trying to 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 visualize the harmony when you're playing it's like i'm playing a shoro like koshishano i can i can tell you like the harmony like i'm d minor and then g minor a7 g minor you know i can then i go to the a minor a d7 g minor <laughs> <laughs> you know like i i'm playing and thinking on these things this is a this this is what i'm doing right now you know like to 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 internalize this thing you know to make it like automatic for like in some year like five to ten years i i don't need to thinking and nothing more you know, just playing and but <laughs> it's letting it happen yeah that's the thing yeah that's so funny because it i i think people misinterpret like when when they see instrumentals like when you see Thiele play and it's just like, oh, wow, he just makes it happen. I'm like, yeah, you're, but he, he, he played 12 hours a day for <laughs> most of his life to make it just happen. It doesn't just happen. It's work. You know, it's, uh, don't get discouraged. Everybody had to work. <laughs> it's everybody. Everybody's just got to work at it. Of course. And also they are really worried with something as well. Like they are loving that song, but they are paying attention to something. They're like always. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, when you know really, really well, like a song, when you're playing this song like for many years and studying, it just flows, it just flows. Like, you know, the harmony, you, you know, all the things. So you just play and it, it it's, it's amazing. It's like, it's a really good thing. I had some, I played in a band with um, a really good friend of mine one time and, we, you know, we kind of had like the same set list of songs that we were always starting with and like, man, I'm really tired of this song. And his d grandfather was a really good musician. He's like, man, my grandpa says when you're bored with it, you're just starting to learn it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's a really good point. I never complained again. <laughs> I, agree with the, I agree with him. <laughs> Do you have any, have you learned any fiddle tunes that you've, uh, the, uh, you know, like the uh, bluegrass, any fiddle tunes that you've really liked playing? I learned some with uh with joe i'm not gonna remember the names right now that's all right <laughs> my english names are, are not that good yeah no that's okay yeah joe if it's with joe you're learning good ones <laughs> and then the last question and i can ask this question because the legal drinking age in brazil is 18 so i don't feel bad asking a 20 year old 20 year old uh, do you have a favorite beer yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Brazil, I, I, I could drink. <laughs> right, right. Not here anymore, but it's, it's totally fine. 
uh, I, I, I love the, the IPAs. The IPAs is they're one of my favorite one. The Payo Ao is good as well. Um, but the IPA for me, like they are the best, like to, to drink and to like to, to really enjoy, you know, like the taste and the, the beer, but to drink like the whole day, like the, like in a barbecue or something like that. I'd prefer like the, the, I forgot the name, but it's like, like a lager, like a, a lager. lager. Yeah. yeah. That's the that's name in English. Lager. Yeah. The lager one. Same yeah. here, buddy. Those <laughs> IPAs sneak up on you. you. You won't finish the barbecue if you drink too many of those before you, uh, you, won't, you won't make it to the food. <laughs> I agree. If I drink too many IPAs, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh. <laughs> it's work well. Yeah. Well, Ian, this has been just an absolute pleasure talking with you tonight, man. I love you. You're, you're con- your joy of music is contagious and I'm, I'm so excited to hear your new album and I'm really excited to hear what you do in, in the upcoming years and the Peghead nation course is great, man. I'm really excited for you. And I'm, I'm really, um, thank you so much for doing the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. It's, it's a big pleasure to, to, to participate in your podcast. This is like uh, really important for me. I oh, really love well, the conversation. I hope everybody likes the the chorus from Peghead Nation and my new album and all these things. I just want to thank you a lot, man, for this opportunity. I love it. I love it. And I just want to say uh, thank you, everybody that is listening. And if you want to like follow me uh, and know all the, the new things I'm, I'm doing, you can enter in my Instagram. My name is Ian Cody. Ian normal like I A N and the code is C O U R Y, you know. So if you wanna learn a little bit more and all these things, I'm always posting my Instagram. So that's it. Thank you so much, Dave. Yeah.